Good evening. This is a new podcast startup session for Restoration Family. My name is David S. Johnson. I'm a licensed mental health counselor. I'm a master level addictions professional. I have a doctorate in psychology and I also have a substance abuse professional SAP certification for the Department of Transportation. I've done uh, therapy and counseling, biblical training. I was trained in the Calvary Chapel School of Ministry, and also I've been trained as a chaplain. What I wanted to talk to you today about is getting your life back on track, getting started up again. What happened to me is during the COVID uh, events, probably a little over two years, um, I had done seven or eight podcasts. I was working on some of my online events, um, a little bit of website stuff, teachings, trying to developing uh, different courses and trainings in uh, biblical mental health and addiction recovery and family system recovery. And when COVID hit, I pretty much got discouraged and sidetracked uh, with everything that was going on in the world and all the problems. And I didn't mean to do this, but I got off track for, I'd say, well over two years. And then I started thinking about, you know, I need to get back doing what my purpose and my calling is. So I wanted to ask you also, what's your purpose and calling? Have you gotten off track in the last couple years during all these problems that we've had the political issues, the COVID issues, the health, the breakdowns in the families, the battles going on in society, the threats in the world. And I think you can easily be pulled back into this world and away from your calling and your purpose. And that's referred to in the Bible as the cares of this world. So I wanted to ask you, what's your purpose? What's your calling? Have you got pulled aside? And if so, how are you going to get back on track and get back to doing what you're really called to do, what you're really passionate about, what you've been gifted to do? And this is what this teaching and lesson is about. I got off track for a long time, so I've started to learn some things and change my perspective, and this is a new start for me. So one of the questions you can ask is, what is my why for doing what I do? What is my purpose what is really success for me in this life? And what does God call me to do? The Bible talks about for such a time as this, we were placed upon the earth to hear the voice of God and do his will, whatever that is. So with me, I saw a lot of families suffering with mental health disorders, substance abuse disorders mixed together. That's referred to as a dual diagnosis. There's two independent disorders, like could be depression mixed in with alcohol, could be an anxiety disorder mixed in with uh, maybe cocaine or uh, some other type of substance abuse. It could even be a behavioral addiction like gambling or pornography. But you can see that the two different battles that are going on with people, the mental health disorders and also the substance abuse disorders or substance use disorders, as they're referred to now. And also we have behavioral disorders. So this is really wreaking havoc 
in families, and I wanted to see families help other people in their family and their loved ones get healed, restored, and get put back in track of what their life was meant to be. So that's what my purpose and calling is and my ministry and my expertise is all about. But once again, to remind you, I got off track for a long time, and I know a lot of other people have done the same. So I wanted to look at, you know, what stopped me. And once again, there was a lot of bad things happening. The the COVID uh, nightmare was here, and it, it really wreaked havoc in our country and with a lot of families and health issues. And there was a lot of fear and shutdowns and just a lot of people didn't know what to think about their health and what they could do in their work. And were they essential uh, actors in this life and with their purpose? So it really, really got people sidetracked. And that's something you could ask yourself, are there things in this world that are really trying to sidetrack me or pull me away from my purpose and calling? So I would ask you, uh, what pulled you away from your purpose and calling? Has has that happened uh, in the past, or have you seen something? And try to take a really good look at that, because there's all these critical turning points that we have in life. We want to really discover them so that we can learn from them and be able to overcome them and persevere through the difficulties of this life, because this life has been difficult, and the things that are going on in this world are very difficult and and very dark at times. So one of the things I learned in biblical theory and recovery and healing is that oftentimes people will go through a state of trauma or abuse or fear or hurt or some type of woundedness. And in the biblical theory of recovery and healing, you can see that when somebody is traumatized or wounded, there's usually some type of belief system or lie that is placed inside their spirit. And that could be something like, um, I'm not valuable anymore. People don't love me. I can't trust anyone anymore. I'm in this world all by myself. No one else is going to care about me. Uh, I'm damaged goods. This is what I deserve. So there's a whole bunch of belief systems that go along oftentimes in a place of woundedness and trauma and abuse. And what you really want to look at this is there is an enemy in this life. You can refer to him as Satan, the devil, the adversary, the uh, father of lies, but he wants to wound people. And when he does wound people, he will place a lie in your belief systems if he can, because that lie can hold you in bondage for many, many, many years. Now, if I hurt my arm or say broke my arm, my arm might heal in six months or so. But if I'm wounded emotionally and spiritually, and there's a lie placed in my belief system, that can wound me and hold me in bondage for many, many years and even pass on to additional generations. And we've seen that in some family systems where these belief systems and these lies and these distortions and pathology have passed on down through the generations. So this is something you want to take a good look at if you've been traumatized or abused. Was there a woundedness and an abuse that placed the belief system in you that was a lie? 
Now, one of the things you can learn from that situation, from the struggle and the suffering and the pain and all that, is the purpose of the lie and the woundedness is to keep you from your calling and your mission in life. So say I was wounded in relationship, which is usually where it happens the most from other people, and then I isolated and I became depressed and I moved away from people, I'd be wounded in relationship and I would become more and more by myself where I didn't wasn't able to minister and heal and help and restore people. So the woundedness is designed to keep you from your purpose and calling, which very well may be to minister and care and help other people. Now you can turn this around and see where your pain and suffering is teaching you so that you can reach out and minister and help other people that have gone through similar situations. Now, oftentimes when you see this woundedness and this trauma and this abuse, and there's a lie placed in you or a belief system is formulated, there's a fork in the road. So you start to believe something that has changed your spirit and your heart, and your heart is wounded. So then that affects oftentimes your emotions, your feelings, your relationships, and then your behavior. So you might avoid people, you might isolate, you might be very angry. Some people start drinking heavily, gambling, doing drugs, getting involved in sexual activity, just being uh, hurt and angry. And we looked a lot at different types of anger. And some of the main reasons why people get angry is made up of different elements. And one is hurt and then frustration and fear, and also if you're just overwhelmingly tired and exhausted. So one of the studies I gave to people, if they were walking around and they were stressed out and angry a lot, is I'd ask them, well, how hurt are you on a scale of 1 to 10? And if they said, oh, well, I'm about a 9, then I'd say, well, what can you do to get that 9 to move down to an 8 or a 7? That would be an attainable solution that you can do within your own power and choices and abilities. So you move from a nine, maybe down to an eight or a seven with hurt. And then if you were frustrated, which is one of the biggest causes for my angry, angriness or anger, I would see this oftentimes in uh, driving or in traffic events. And uh, just the way people drive, sometimes even the way I drive, uh, but I'm frustrated in the car because something's blocking me from where I want to be or what I want to accomplish. And that causes frustration. So one of the things that I could do when I felt frustrated or time pressured in driving is I could uh, breathe deeply, relax, give myself some additional time, slow down and actually think through the problem is how essential is this that I get here right now, right now. And that might help calm me down where I would not feel as frustrated. So what we're trying to do is come up with solutions that move us from a higher state of anger made up of these elements, hurt, frustration, fear, and exhaustion. And then that will lessen our state of anger. The third one being fear, you could look at things that we're fearful of or anxiety oftentimes can be. Uh, we're experiencing something that we really 
don't want to have to be experiencing. So we might not be doing something that we need to be doing, or we might be doing something we need to stop. So sometime with anxiety, your conscience is telling you, stop doing that, stop it, stop it, and we won't listen. So maybe when we're sleeping at night or our dreams present themselves or our subconscious is pressing on us, it's telling me a message, you know, because God has given us a conscience and he wants us to live in righteousness and peace and joy. So there's some times in our life when we need to stop doing certain things and then sometime we have to start doing certain things. And if we're not doing that, we're going to feel fearful and anxious and we're going to try to keep that out of awareness, which takes a lot of energy, a lot of time and creates a tremendous amount of stress. So ask yourself right now, are you doing something that you know you need to stop doing? And you might even look at the word of God and say, does God's word tell me I need to stop doing this? And also, is there something I need to start doing? Maybe you need to start making some new friends, going back to church, praying, reading the word, uh, taking time off with your family and your children to demonstrate loving kindness to people that are important in your life. So once again, we see these turning points oftentimes that a state of abuse or trauma or difficulty or pathology, and we start to believe something. There's a distortion or a pathology or a lie placed in our belief systems that affects our feelings. It affects our relationships. It affects our behavior. So over time, we can start to create some of the woundedness and the pathology that has happened to us. And we start to act it out in our lifestyle, in our life domains, and it interacts with our relationships and other people. And at times we can create a lot of the pain and suffering that has been uh, demonstrated onto us by the choices that we make with other people. The greatest commandment that Jesus talked about, he said, love the Lord thy God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you're not doing that because you're isolated, fearful, away, from other good relationships, then you can get a new start today and and ask to be led and, and look for some people that are safe that you can trust and go to where the life and the joy and the peace is. And you can find this in the Word of God and, and good, healthy ministries, places that teach life and peace and joy. And we would want to do that. And that can give you a real turning point around where you start to recapture what you left many years ago, or it could be even recently. That turning point, you can go back to that and recapture where you were headed. Get back on track. That's what this is all about. We see in the Bible, it talks about Jesus headed in to Jerusalem, and uh, he was going there on his mission to go actually to the cross and it said that he set his face like a flint and he had to persevere and really just be severely determined to get about to his purpose and his calling, which was a benefit for all of us through all of eternity. Once and for all, it was finished for us. He, he died for our sins and to set us free and to give us life. And we can have the same power that he had 
overcoming the grave, life, and death. And that's something that we can attain by being followers and believers with him. So I would ask you another question. Is there something in your past or in your life that you had set your face like a flint for? Could be your your children, your grandchildren, your marriage, um, things of value that are eternal. Is there something that you really were in a struggle to heal and restore? And you can get back to that. If Figure out what it was and what you were doing that was working. And finally, as I'm ending this podcast, I wanted to give you a few pointers. When you look at the book, it's called Hand Me Another Brick. Then it's talked about restoring the city that was destroyed. And one of the things that happens there is Nehemiah is sent to rebuild the city. And first of all, he takes a good look at what's going on and he prays about it. And he asks for leading and guidance from God. Then he goes and gets an assessment, gets a good look at really what's going on. You could get a good look at what's going on in your family or your life or your friends and take a real honest, truthful assessment. Then he goes and he gets some help from the king. Then he gets more help from the families and they go back and they work together. And this is, I think, the key. The people in your family are the ones that love you, the ones that can trust you, the ones that you can trust, that you can work together and you can restore, I would say, almost anything if you're seeking out righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. God will empower you to restore and heal these broken relationships and these broken lives. So this is part of what I'm thinking about is at this time, you can ask for help, tell the truth, get an honest assessment. The truth is able to set us free. And then you go get help and you bask it in prayer and wisdom and discernment and get good counsel. And then you empower yourself with your family, and your family can be treat people that love and trust you. And then you move forward and you get into this situation where you start to do the right thing. And you could call it do the righteousness thing. Now, some people, when you do the right thing or the righteousness thing, they do the wrong thing. You don't react to their wrong thing. You do the right thing, and then you do the next right thing, even if they don't. So I think of it as you do the righteousness thing, and then you do the next righteousness thing, then you stay the course. If you can do that, then down the road, you'll have a clean conscience. You should see a lot of uh, perseverance, a lot of recovery, healing and restoration. And then there will be a time when you can celebrate and your heart will be at peace because you've known you've been led by the Holy Spirit and you're doing the right thing. So... I'll talk to you again. I'm back on track with some podcasts and I'll be sending out more information to help families heal, restore and recover whatever is being led on my heart. So God bless you and have a good night.